Well, hello and good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you catch this message. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's edition of our Bible Bites as we continue to read through God's Holy Word in this year. And so today, my reading is found in Job chapter 5 through 7. And so we want to continue reading in the book of Job. We introduced it yesterday. We talked about um, what this book is about. Some things in chapter 1 show us things that no one else threw out the book until we get to the end and, and God steps into the picture. No one else knows some of the things that happened in Job chapter 1 and Job chapter 2, um, particularly when the enemy, uh, Satan himself, was going before the Lord and, and wanting to <clears throat> have a hand at touching Job in some way. And so you have to remember that Job didn't know that, and neither did these three friends, so to speak, that have come to try to comfort him. And so we want to see how they deal with this situation during this time of testing and try to glean a few things from that that can apply to our lives. So yesterday we ended with chapter 4, but chapter 5 is a continuation of chapter 4 because in chapter 4, Eliphaz, one of Job's friends, is speaking. And so the, the, uh, his words continue into chapter 5. And now I want to point out a couple of things. Now, all of us are imperfect people. Every single one of us see through a glass darkly. And so that's what's happening here. We have Eliphaz, in a sense, not understanding the whole of the story. He doesn't, none of these people in this, in these chapters understand that God <clears throat> had allowed Satan to test Job and to put him through this season. So Eliphaz is coming and trying to speak to him, but some of his words are true, and that's the point I'm getting at. God uses imperfect people, and so Eliphaz didn't see the whole picture. He saw through a glass darkly, and some of the words that he spoke were true, but some of them were not, and the problem is misjudging. Eliphaz thought he had judged properly the whole situation, and so he determines that he believes that Job is in sin, that Job needs to be corrected by the Lord, and, and he needs to receive God's correction and so forth. But I do want to speak about a few of the points that, <clears throat> that he spoke that were correct. <clears throat> Excuse me. And in verse 8 through 12, um, Eliphaz comes up and he talks about and he says, But as for me, I would seek God, and to God I would commit my cause. And then he goes on and he talks about God. Now, I don't know, verse 8, if he spoke that in pride or exactly how the tone was when he said it. But he does go on in verse 9 and he talks about God and he says, Who does, talking about God, does great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number, he gives rain on the earth and sends waters on the fields. He sets on high those who are lowly and those who mourn are lifted to safety. He frustrates the devices of the crafty so that their hand cannot carry out their plans. He catches the wise in their own craftiness and the counsel of the cunning comes quickly upon them. So here Eliphaz, he, he seems to know God and he knows certain things about God. And he is speaking of those things and speaking those things. And those things are verified by other scriptures. So we know that those things are true. But then he comes down and he says in verse 17, Behold, happy is the man whom God corrects. 
Therefore do not despise the chastening of the Almighty, for he bruises, but he binds up. He wounds, but his hands make whole. <coughs> and I love that because that's true, and that's verified in other places, and there is a chastening of the Lord. The problem is that Eliphaz has determined and judged in his own heart that Job just needs to receive this because this is God's punishment. This is God's chastening. And Job's certainly done something wrong and he needs to receive God's chastening here, which isn't right. But the what he says about God is true and is verified. As a matter of fact, in places such as Hebrews 12, verses 5 through 11, it talks about not despising the chastening of the Lord. So there is a period for that. God does, and, and beloved, we need to not despise it because it proves that we're his sons when God does chasten us for wrongdoing. Even when God spanks us, so to speak, he heals us and he brings good from it. And that's what Eliphaz is talking about here, that God will use that. He may bruise us, but he binds us up again. He heals us again and he restores us. And all of that is for good purposes and for righteous causes to be developed in our life. So Eliphaz is getting some things right here. The problem and the thing that we will see through the book of Job is not only Job's suffering and God putting him to the test and all of those things that are obvious, but another thing we need to point out and notice in the book of Job is the danger of misjudgment. The danger, <clears throat> Jesus came and he said, don't judge anybody. He said, do not judge others for you will be judged. There's a danger in misjudging people and situations, and we see that here. And we all must realize that we see through a glass darkly. We do not see the whole picture. We do not understand all of what God is doing, and so we must be careful not to judge matters. We must trust it all to God. So then in, when we come to chapter 6, we see Job responding. And, you know, we can point out a few things about Job's response here. Notice that he's, he's still in anguish and depression. He's, he's bemoaning his entire life. Um, his heart is spilling out with this. But also I want you to notice that he's having a bit of frustration with his so-called friends. He's frustrated that they aren't being very encouraging and comforting and supporting. You can see that in verse like 14 and 15. Job is saying here, to him who is afflicted, kindness should be shown by his friend, even though he forsakes the fear of the Almighty. My brothers, talking about these so-called friends, have dealt deceitfully like a brook, like the streams of the brook that pass away. So Job's a little bit frustrated here that they're coming in and trying to, you know, accuse him instead of give him comfort and give him kindness and, and show love and acceptance during this season in his life. Job, Job begins later to sort of rebuke them and, and throw it back on them and debate with them. And also in verse 29, we see Job kind of beginning to get proud and defensive. He says there, yield now, let there be no injustice. Yes, concede, my righteousness still stands. Now we'll see later in the book of Job where God has to correct some of that in Job also. But Job here is beginning to get defensive and even proud and arrogant. Notice in chapter 7, too, that Job continues to bemoan his current life. And he expects nothing better in his future. He even says, I'm never going to see good again. You know, my life's just going to be anguished from now on. 
So he seems to be battling and perhaps even succumbing to hopelessness here when we look at verse 10, verse 6 through 10. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and are spent without hope. Oh, remember that my life is a breath. My eye will never again see good. The eye of him who sees me will see me no more. While your eyes are upon me, I shall no longer be. So he's bemoaning his own situation. And he is, um, part of this, this chapter appears to be him talking to his friends and bemoaning things within his friends, maybe even just uttering the, the cares and the cry and, and anguish in his own heart. But also you'll see how he turns it into uh, some form of prayer, even to God. He's even bemoaning to God. He goes down in verse 17 and he says, what is man that you should exalt him, that you, and he's talking about God, should set your heart on him, that you should visit him every morning and test him every moment. So in a sense, he's almost turning it into a prayer, perhaps even a, an anguish or a lamentation before the Lord as well during this time. So we'll see several things, and, and this will continue because much of the book of Job is this conversation that he is having in his grief and in dealing through this situation and the struggles he's having with those of his friends and their wrong judgments and other things. But we will see that it turns out good in the end. So just consider Job, the book of Job, not only shows us Job's suffering and an overall picture that Job and these friends were not aware of, of this being a test from God, but also it shows us, and we can take away from it, the danger of misjudging people and misjudging situations. Beloved, we've got to be careful that we do not judge and that we trust all matters to the living God, for he knows the whole picture, and we only see through a glass darkly, as Paul said. So let's, let's watch out for the danger of being judgmental, and let's train our hearts to entrust those matters to God and to seek him and pray instead. I pray that this has been a blessing to you today and that you can join us again for future episodes of Bible Bites as we continue to read through God's holy word this year. And I pray that you are doing that and that the Lord will bless you greatly. God bless you today.